The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, and strong language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe they're right. Maybe there is something wrong with us. We just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful ships... Could be bad. Look at these fix. Aren't they a treat? How do these words somehow tug on our meat? Wouldn't you know we're the pod, the pod that reads everything. Look at these tropes, slippery folds. How many dildos can one story hold? Listening in, you might think, yeah, it's got everything. We've got boners and rib jobs aplenty. We've got Fred, George, and Rufus Scrimgeour. You want Hermione? Whew, she's 20. We've got got Tonks, even Blaze, they all score. We want to be where the hornballs are. We want to hear, want to hear them grinding, equally sucking on, what do you call them? Teats. Up where they fuck, up where they bone. Up where it's not just Myrtle who moans. Sexy and free, so proud to be part of that world. Guys, I said rib job instead of rim job. You did? I didn't even catch it. Because I said boners and rib jobs. Maybe that's a new thing. Hi, guys. Welcome welcome back to the Potterotica podcast. Well, you heard tug on your meat, and then you went right to ribs. Yeah, I went right to ribs. It's Allie. Danny. And Lindsay. Rib job Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Ribs bomb. (laughs) From here on out. Oof, that's it. So, you guys, that was a formerly incomplete song yes. that we wrote summer of 27 may of 2017 for our original live show <laughs> and we revisited it because we thought what a great way to welcome people to a new season to our world in case they're new so that's that yeah and now we, we want to do all disney songs but it, we'll see if it makes sense i think it, it'll make sense we'll make well, it make sense nothing makes sense that's the that's joy the beauty of this podcast but um i know some of the patreons heard this earlier but uh we were going to kick off our live first live show singing that. I can't even imagine like, with like, like no soundtrack, just like people right there and being like, "We they all score." Everyone's been like, "Get out of here!" Uh-uh. Also, as Ali just said, we have all of the new patrons watching live for this intro. Oh so my gosh. welcome to them all. Welcome. Um, welcome. Yeah, we're we're so excited. Welcome. I think um, what's I had mentioned this in one of the quickies that you know, Paterotica 2.0. Um, and part of that is Patreon, which we're so, so, so grateful for everybody who's become a patron to date um, and are so excited about the different content that we'll be able to add to it. And um, I just, you know, again, it's all, this is all possible because you listen to us. Not yeah. that we wouldn't listen to ourselves because we would. <laughs> we do. We, we sometimes <laughs> listen to our episodes multiple times. I feel like that's only you have to do that because of editing. Because sometimes do. Danny and I don't listen at all. No, I've never not listened. I've never skipped an epi, have you? What? <gasps> no. No. Of course Lindsay has. <laughs> She's, it happens. It happens. Um, but there's an element of surprise. M- moral of the story, 
you will never have a dry pair of underpants again as a patron. Yes. We have been having have so much fun thinking of all this. That's actually exclusive. probably a good idea to send a pair of underpants. Yeah, that's <laughs> back a great up way. underpants. Can we send the ones we're, arrested. Ones we're wearing right now. <laughs> we'll send our own underpants. <laughs> like we're prisoners in from Orange <laughs> of the New Black. My God. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Serious is the new black. So, um, and then if this isn't the right lead in, but should I tell what our like season six gimmick is? Yeah. Speaking of Patriotica oh, yeah, 2.0. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So um, the people were asking like, are we going to be doing Wango? And um, everyone was asking. Everyone was, was so just many. like, oh my God, Thousands. guys, we need to know. Like Wango or no Wango? Yeah. Well, somebody did. I think David made an updated Wango <laughs> board. And what I'd say is, Sorry, David. if you want to play Wango again, please do. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, a shark that stops swimming is dead, and we are that shark. <laughs> As we always say around here. <laughs> right. And so w- Wango was all about the past, what happened in the last episode. So as part of Padaraka 2.0, we're going back to the future, mm. and we want you all to put on your Trelawney hats, mm-hmm. do a little- Your big glasses. Your big glasses, because we want to know what your prediction is going to be. Dick. And not just <laughs> not just what you think is going to happen in the story, because many of you would cheat yes. for the accolades of being right, and we don't need that. Yeah, we want to know your drunk predictions, drunk divination for just not the whole story in its entirety, the next episode. Yeah, we want to know what you think is coming down the pipeline. Coming, oh gosh. wow, coming down. Wow, filthy. Never mind. Ooh. We're scrapping Lay it. Lay a pipe. Isn't that coming down thing? your pipeline? Yeah. Let's yeah. imagine that you made some tea. But it was, we want to know what your like <laughs> hot toddy prediction is, basically. Yes. You're, yep. So we'll um, we'll post on the Potterotics. We'll post on Instagram. Because we were thinking that it would be really fun if you wrote a drunk divination for the next episode in the form of a episode title and description, the mm-hmm. way that we do, yeah. but based off of your drunk predictions, your crystal balls. Crystal balls. So we can see all of your creativity in your, because you guys have the best puns ever. So we're going to see your episode titles, see if you can top ours. Mm-hmm. And then you'd, in, you know, two to three sentences, explain what you think is going to happen in like your wildest imagination based off of the episode that just came. Yeah. Sounds complicated, but it's not. Super easy. And it's just as complicated as Wango. And if you happen <laughs> to be spot on, we may use your description and or title. Which on our then iTunes. may be spoken aloud by a celebrity, which is my lead-in to say that a certain celebrity that Allie and I love, do you love him too? Recently oh. found out about our podcast in a video because he was a guest on a show, and his name is Zach Braff, and oh. now he knows who we are. And, and my name is Allie Braff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Allie Black Braff. Um, hyphened. I think that I'm going to date him, and we're going to be Braff. What was my celebrity name with him? I forgot. Braff Bomb. Zinzi, Braff Bomb. But I did find out he is single. He was just on Anna Ferris's podcast mm-hmm. this week, I guess. Was it this week? Yeah. Someone just told me that he was on it, and he said that he's single, and he said the number one thing he looks for in a woman is a sense of humor. So, Allie, we're in. We're in. This is God, it. let's just be in a, in a throuple. We would work so well as a throuple. Yeah, I mean, we, we do everything else together. I guess it's only a matter of time. Braff, yeah. if you're listening, he said he was going to listen, so if he's listening. Hi. Thank you. You got options. And it wasn't just Braff who uttered our words. You want a brunette one night and a blonde another? <laughs> no bigs. Bingo, bango. Oh, yes. What about course. a guy with say back the, hair? Say the proper... <laughs> <laughs> That's like... You know the SNL with Kristen Wiig when she's got the tiny hands? Yeah. <laughs> Allie and I come out and they're like... And then he's like... And, and, and what about this? And I'm <laughs> Danny. <laughs> um, and it was Touching not... Touching on your body. 
Hi, Zach. <laughs> and I love Zach, and it's touching on his body, and he wants to get a hug, and I, I really, really Scrubs like it. Your body. <laughs> you guys. Well, now he's never going to date us. Never. Yeah, thanks a lot. Great. Sorry. Um, but it was also mentioned by Rat and Link from um, Good Mythical Mornings. Yeah, so. that's, that was the point. Thank which I, I love that they even found us. I have no idea how, which They is played incredible. a segment called, I think a lot of you guys have seen this, the link was all over the place on our pages. We were so excited. But the the game on their show was real or fake. Yeah. And the host would describe, would say the name and the description of the pod and like watching Zach and the other guy like listen and be like, huh, that's got to be real. He's like, if if that's not real, it should be. I was like, okay. It oh is. Oh my gosh. I love you. I think I woke up the earliest out of the three of us and it was like six <laughs> in the morning and I saw these posts happening in the group and I was... In solitude in my bed, screaming with excitement. <laughs> Zach Braff knew who we are because I was saying I loved Scrubs. It was my favorite. So, as any, as anyone knows that's listened to this podcast, I don't watch a lot of TV, so my <laughs> references are very dated from like 2006 and earlier, if that. And Scrubs is probably one of the only shows I've watched in its entirety <laughs> in the last 15 so, years. I guess you can have him because he's the only one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I know. Doesn't feel very fair. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, Great. we have a few other updates of, like, things that have happened. So we've been on a little bit of a – he was abroad for how long? Abroad, abroad. I was – you could call me Dana for two and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was – so I was just on a trip for two and a half weeks with Marco. We went to um, Italy, which for part of that, I was with 19 friends from college. Bananas. So it was, it was like so fun. nine <gasps> friends and plus ones. That's – so great. 19 total, right? 19 total. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, great. it was incredible. Um, we were in Umbria. My friend Brian like planned this whole trip and we did like wine tours and we went to a, a football game, the AS Roma. They call it football in Europe. Mm. Um, <laughs> whatever. I made a pants, underpants thing and I was like, oh, in Europe it's pants. And everyone was like, no one cares. <laughs> so that's when you got to tweet at it. Really, no one so cares. You have your back. Yeah. And then we went to Amsterdam and London. And in Amsterdam, we went to a sex show, <gasps> which I was thinking about you guys the whole time. Oh, in the red light district? In the red light district. Was it like a, there's some dirt, I didn't go to a show, but we, I walked by all the windows and it was Well, I was, I was, was so happening. impressed by how clean and organized the process was, because yeah. I would have thought it'd been like really sleazy, like, you know, like, we'll make a deal, come on in, you know, like, you have to get $100 worth of drinks. <laughs> Are the goblins the one orchestrating <laughs> this? Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be, yeah, I thought it was going to be like super sleazy, but it was really well organized, and the guy was like, "Cost fifty five euro, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Cost fifty five euro for two drinks. Worth it though. Come in if you want. If you don't want to participate, just say no." I was like, "What, what does the participation look like? You can have sex?" No. Well, first of all, the whole show is it's couples, and he he said, "Here's what he may have been a little sleazy lying is that like <laughs> they're couples, and they it's an hour long like sex variety show where this couple comes on and they like fully have sex." But there's no orgasm. And wow. so then the curtain ends mid. But they're like organized dances. And then there's individual. Like sex dances? Mating dances? They like, it's it's routine. It's like, they like flip their legs special. Okay. They're like, And wow. they're having sex the whole time they're dancing? Full insertion. They're not dancing. It just, it, you know, it, it was just sure. beautiful dancing sex. Dancing in those okay. sheets. Right. Okay. Wow. And, okay. Then, okay. Um, and then there were some like specialty acts, like a. A woman was able to smoke a cigar out of her vagina. Vagina, thank you. So it was, wow. it was so nuts. But I think I'm because I'm like now so sexually free. I was just like, 
brava. You know, this is good um, work. Um, cool. Um, cool. I'm a liberated, evolved human who hosts a sex podcast who, uh, yeah. about wizards. I hope <laughs> I, I hope everything there is okay and people are happy. So. Sure. Yeah. I, as I'm long as su- everyone can go home at night. I'm not surprised that it's a very clean, professional process. I mean, it's probably catering to the businessman on a trip crowd. Right. <laughs> right. So I felt very safe. So that was a highlight. And then we were in London. So um, I, f- I felt bad because... I know we've got a lot of listeners in London, and we were only there for like a quick day and a half, which is is fast. So yeah. who knows? I could have brushed against some of you guys. Oh, you um, did. But it was really fun. And um, and then we made Marco's dreams come true, which was the Lizzie McGuire shirts. Marco oh, yeah. loves Hillary Duff and Lizzie <laughs> McGuire. Oh, my God, really? And so he made us matching uh, Lizzie McGuire shirts <laughs> that we wore at the Trevi Fountain per the Hillary Duff movie. Yes. And it was amazing how many people took photos with us <gasps> and like Romans like yeah. and Americans. Oh my God. I missed that photo. Oh, I'll show it to you. I'll post boomy. it. I'll post it. Oh. So we thought we would thought we were gonna get in touch with um, Hill, but she was busy with her son's fourth birthday or something. Well, in yeah, room. yeah. So, I guess she has a life. Cool. Anyway, the long story short of it. I'm, uh, hold on, let me pull up my slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, her, um, the long we, story. Were we talking about Hermione had a slideshow talking about her trip? Probably. Oh yeah, in uh, season five. This oh. Is, you won't get to see my slideshow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you won't get to see my this trip. Is, my this trip this is the slideshow Hermione always wanted to show right. Ron and Harry. Thank you guys for listening to all that. Okay, sorry. The, the long story short is we pre-recorded some of those quickies, and so we've got a lot of pent-up sexual updates for you So guys. we haven't been together for a while, but right before Danny left, we had the Emerald City Comic Con yep. um, where you all know this feels like old news, but we thought we should just talk about our experience where we met Matthew Lewis, got our picture taken with him, invited him to our show. Um, he did not come, but the show itself was we so did. freaking fun. <laughs> Every time. I can't. I cannot say it. Well, the funny part is we had 10 seconds to pitch this. Oh, my gosh. And by we, we mean Allie. Yeah, I got, of course, I got forced to do it. But it was totally fine. But it, it was so funny because when we took the picture, <laughs> we took a quick picture, and then I just flipped around, and I had a, my <laughs> elevator sp- speech of, hi, Matt. Um, I'm Allie with Potterotica Podcast. We read erotic Harry Potter fan fiction. One chapter each episode. We're actually hosting a show in about an hour we would love we if you to come. come it's starring it's Neville it's yeah. Neville if you want we have um here here's a magazine we made for you and, and here's a story on the back and here's a script <laughs> and if you want to join us you can and we'll let you read oh my god and he like looked so confused and startled and he kind of took it and like looked and then handed it over to someone I'm like all right see you later <laughs> I mean it was didn't work out riot. but it was but. still great to meet him he now knows who we are everyone who tweeted him we love oh, you thank you guys thank you um and, and then the like live show, what could not have gone better? It was incredible. It was standing room only. It was so, it was sold they, out. They yeah. they shut it down on the app. There was a line wrapped around to come see us, and they cut off admission into our show. It was the best part is insane. we were sitting on the ground outside <laughs> of our um, room because you only had like a fifteen minute transition. So we were there like a little early, and we were like sorting the sorting sex uh, sorting hat <laughs> cards and things like that, and. We looked like a mess. I mean, we looked homeless. We were just sitting down and people people kept asking us, like we're sitting on the ground. People were like, are you guys in line for this? And we're like, no, we're thinking it's for like a different room. other than us. We had no idea that the line was for us. Then Danny gets up to go to the bathroom and he texts us as he's walked by because he's walked all the way by the line and has seen that it's in front of our room. It was the coolest experience. It to was be awesome. like, no, it was. It was so fun. I was like, oh my God, we need to stand up. We better get 
our shit together. <laughs> and then remember, there. people didn't know who we were, and we had to like go to the front of the line. And the guy and the like, someone was like, "Oh, this is something," and we we're like, "No, we're we're next. We're like we're presenting. Pat- we're Pat- Erotica. It's us. It's us. So. You probably recognize our voices. You might, oh, or not." Because Danny wasn't there. So yeah. they're like, we, what? Are you one person? Um, I'm, I'm Allie. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was so great. thank you to everyone who made us yes. feel special and came. We're going to try to do more Comic-Cons. It was really fun. Yep. So let us know if one's happening in your city that we don't know about. We have some that we've talked to. So we'll see. Ooh, next time you see us at one of the Comic-Cons, we're going to like stroll up in our fur coats. Yeah. Like a really like slow, slow motion with like glasses. dry ice. Like a slow pimp walk. Yeah. <laughs> um, Started from the bottom, now we're here. Mm. Quick plug for our Do Even Leviosa group, oh. which um, our friend Stephanie started because yeah. she realized that potterotics are all about self-improvement. So this is all about healthy potterotics. So Trying to get their fitness on. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I There's, laughed so hard. Do You Even Leviosa. It's great. It's hysterical. It's great. And the it's cover the art is hysterical. It's yeah. I don't even know where it came from, but so I love it. So that's our third it. spinoff group, right? Fourth. Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Reading, writing, crafting. Oh, writing. Fit, fitnessing. Yeah. Um, and I I just posted a challenge on the fitness group, which is if you can map my run, the shape of something sexual, and post it. So Boom. Yeah. get out get out there and jog your jugs off. Allie, we need to join that. Allie and I do fitness stuff yeah. together. We always do a lot we of fitness. We always do. We should. Yeah. And uh, we haven't gotten to thank her on the air since they came, but- Evil Queen sent us some candles. Someone just posted uh, about her stuff the other day on yeah. Potterotics, correct? Just, uh, she's a Potterotic who makes amazing candles. She has candles that are based off of your houses, correct? Mm-hmm. She sent us the ba- ones based off our houses and her empowerment series. It's like a women's empowerment series. And they're soy-based, all natural. They smell so good. So good. So good, in fact, that my Gryffindor one, I love so much. It's like sandalwood, vanilla. It's a sandalwood, vanilla, and nerve. Those are the ingredients. So mm-hmm. her branding is it's gorgeous. It's really good, yeah. So fun. Um, but I liked it so much that I'm having her make me a body spray based off of <gasps> I, It's on my nightstand, and every time I am near that area... I'm like, I want to smell this forever. So I'm like, I need to put it on my body. And I love the smell of yours. It was great. Ugh. Mine, I had, uh, mine's like a juniper scent. And oh, I it's think so it's, fresh. It's juniper, maybe mint. I don't know. I don't want to jack it up. And um, wit, I think, is the third ingredient in my candle. What is, um, what's the, the, the thing that we talked about, the Spikes. Oh, marjoram. Marjoram. Yeah, what does marjoram smell like? <laughs> yeah, make me a make me a all marjoram candle. Um, but it's so it was so so fun. So one of mine's cranking in my bathroom, and the other ones in my living room. And we haven't given Danny his yet because yeah. they're burning in my because it smells so good. That I'm gonna have to pry it from your cold right. hands. Yeah, yeah. So check out her shop and get you some evil candles. queen. I love the name. Oh, also we got sent of some other something else that no one has fessed up that they actually sent it to us is the freaking chicken right. that was sent. I haven't even heard this story. Okay, so we obviously have a P.O. box, or not P.O. box, we sent it to our local post office. And um, we had a chicken, uh, someone shipped to us, uh, it's just literally a rubber chick- chicken <laughs> that said, the, critique my cock on it, like a cock critiquer. And, but it wasn't in an actual box, it was literally just a ch- chicken with, with postage and packaging. So I had to go claim this from the post office 
just the chicken. And, and it when said I said that, so they could read it. Yeah. And I said, Hey, I, you know, I saw, I got a package notification, Paterotic on there and they know me by now. And they're like laughing. They're like, Allie, you are going to die when you see what someone just sent. And they hand me this rubber chicken. It's absurd. <laughs> Gosh, someone um, needs to tell us who you are. Who are you? Because it's we incredible. also, it should be one of those things that you like send on to someone. Like we should send it on and like someone who else gets sends the, it on. Like who, who has the, the chicken, chicken or something? Next. <gasps> chicken is, I still have chicken, so it could end up in someone else's Or like hand. the chicken needs to like travel with us we need to like put it in pictures like where oh the places you'll go or this the chi- the I love clock. it oh, I was thinking like picture chicken chick pick hmm. a chick mm. pick yeah a chick, chick pick good. sure chick pick okay anything else on our agenda I mean let's tell the story you guys season sex so we are so excited because season sex is written by our very own Jillian the Woo! Potterotic <laughs> Whose social security number is 6969. <laughs> Her mother's maiden name. <laughs> uh, and we were so excited because this is the the Rondemption season. It is. So we had he had a tiny problem not too long ago. We're coming back strong for Ron. Yeah. Yep. So tiny um, problem, no more. So you might know Jillian as teenage hustler. Uh, we know her as Jillian. We're on a first name basis. And so <laughs> I, think I just call her teenage when I see her. I, I just call her Jilly Beans. So it's like, whatever. So we're so excited to read this. And I think what's great about this story is it's a little bit of a slower burn. So we're going to get some, um, we're going to get a little foreplay. But the plot is so much fun. Oh, God, and, and we'll finally get to give Lindsay what she wants. Give me, give I've me. I've gotten McGonagall. Run. We've gotten so much. Serious. So much serious. Mm. So now we're going to get the Rondemption that he deserves. He does. I can't wait. Ron he deserves Lings, it. Ronlings unite because it's our time. We've waited for this. And it's here. So say, you want to say the name of the story? So the story is, I really, 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 really like you. I feel like you should say it like this. I really, 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 really like you. I really, 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 really like you because it's in parentheses. <laughs> And so should we should we give like a little bit of an overview, or should we just do it? No, I think we no, should just do it. I think no, we should okay. do it. All right, let's get <laughs> the story. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's uh, kick off season six. Season six onward. Monday. Six days until Christmas. Oh, wow, another <laughs> holiday special. We love Christmas. We do. We're not letting it go. <laughs> if anybody were to ask Pansy Parkinson <laughs> what her least favorite time of day was, she would say it was very much dependent on the day. That being said, 9 a.m. on a Monday morning was definitely right up there. Preach. Uh, Pre- Mondays. Oh, same. I like to think that Monday afternoons are the best part of the week because you're as far from Monday morning as you can get. Mm, wow. Like, interesting perspective. Deep. Like it's behind you, you mean? You've done it. Yeah. What an optimist. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> the start of the working week had never been something she could look at with mindless enthusiasm. That was not to say that she did not enjoy her job because she oh. certainly did. Very few people could claim to be a leading expert in magical houses. Oh, cool well. job. But Pansy could, and she was paid quite handsomely for it. You guys, like, what's was. what's her HGTV, like, flip or flop, or, like, what's her, yeah, you know? Yeah, or ship p- or shop. <laughs> 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 what's the, like, famous one with the couple and... Fixer Upper. Fixer Upper. Yes. We'll have to think of that, the HGTV. What's it called when you um, repair glasses? Repair up, I'm thinking upper. 
Yeah. Feel her upper. <laughs> I like feel her upper. Her, feel her, her HGTV upper. show. Instead of like HGTV, like what's wizard, you know, like WG. wizard mansion TV. Right. <laughs> okay. WNTV. Castle. WMTV. Feel her upper. Feel her upper. Starring Pansy Parkinson. As- Asshole Castle. Yeah. <laughs> with Asshole Pansy upper. Parkinson. Asshole upper. Asshole upper. <laughs> Castle, uh, castle upper. Okay. Considering, considering how <laughs> perfect, we solved it. Wow, we really landed on a winner there, guys. <laughs> wow. Considering how she'd grown up believing that she would never have to work, the end of the war, her father's life imprisonment, and the ten-year freezing of the entire Parkinson estate had been a rude awakening, to say the least. Yeah. You know what? At least I she mean, didn't become a stripper. I know. I was. I mean, she say. could if she wanted to. Right. I mean, maybe she did do a stint stripping. And then she was like, I'm going to get my license in wizard houses. <laughs> I in, feel like that's everyone's like next phase is like, I think I'm going to get into real estate. Yeah. yeah. They get like a Fully. real estate license in like their early 30s. My, my grandma had to do that because she like had to go back to work and she became like this like great. Um, she would be. Agent. Yeah. She killed it. She owned buildings. And oh my gosh. Wow. They were mostly whorehouses, but. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Just kidding. Just kidding, Nana. <laughs> 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 she entered the job market completely unprepared and would probably have taken the first menial position that was offered to her had Narcissa Malfoy not instructed her to think about what the world might offer her, but what she might be able to offer the world. Whoa. Does uh, Narcissa make refrigerator magnets? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently Drago was taking advice from Lucius on right, his next right. career move. So if you got to have shake him. <laughs> Narcissa says to Draco, now think of what you can give the world. And he's like, hmm, I'm good at My critiquing. body. Oh, cocks. <laughs> the answer came to her a few days later when she was pouring herself a cup of tea in Malfoy Manor, where she was living at the time. Oh, fun. Maybe there's something about manor. Oh, yeah. Manor, manor woman. Upper. Oh. oh, manor woman. <laughs> That's just... She's the manor woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Pansy had been just about to place the teapot on the table when she heard a rough, grumbling noise. Really quick. That was definitely Draco's idea as well. After his xerophilias. What? Right. What about oh. man or woman? He's like, and she's like, why are, you ins- why are you inspired by that? I don't know. <laughs> just thinking about it. Just thinking. Uh. Pansy had been just about to place the teapot on the table when she heard a rough, grumbling noise. The source of the noise was not immediately discernible, and it sounded almost like somebody clearing their throat. Right. Sorry, Pansy said. Excuse what? me? Oh. Uh. Right. Sorry, Pansy <laughs> said, moving the teapot back to the tea tray. Another noise, more like a satisfied, hmm, sounded. And Pansy picked up the book she had been reading as though nothing unusual had taken place. What? But then, a moment later, she looked back at the teapot, which continued to sit happily on the tray. She then considered the room in which she was sitting. Is this a talking teapot? Is this Mrs. Potts? Is this Mrs. Potts? <laughs> well, that's perfect. There we oh, go. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're like, maybe it'll fit in. Oh, Touch my. my breast, touch my breast. <laughs> just squeezing to the test. <laughs> Wrap oh. your fingers around my tits, Marie. <laughs> oh my God. The lavish parlor currently had a peaceful, relaxed air to it, the sort of atmosphere most people would desire in a parlor. But Pansy knew that if she were to try and put the teapot on the table again, or move one of the pot plants, or take a cushion and fling it onto the floor, the room would feel uncomfortable and restless, like a pure-blood housewife who had just discovered her books were not on display in alphabetical order. So, so this the house, house has like emotions, and it's like personified like, and like rules, sort of. Yeah. Wow. Huh. It reminded her of a conversation she had with Draco one summer. He mentioned that his bedroom was always too dark and too cold, even though there was always a fire and plenty of lamps dotted around. Pansy had asked him how messy his room was, and Draco said that his mother thought it looked like a common muggle pigsty. 
Pansy told him to tidy it right away, and when he flew her to the next day, he reported that his room was warmer and brighter than it had been in years. Oh my gosh, the house is like a gigapet. <laughs> the only <laughs> like living to, like, creature left Pansy knows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Wait, pet. how can I put this in terms I understand? What's alive? A 90s digital pet. But I remember it was those people were like, oh, I forgot to feed my gigapet. No, also, never said that. I didn't and have it, one, but like you remember people like. <laughs> you look like you own one. I did. That is rude. Duh, Pansy. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Pansy's ever gotten to say that word yet. That was really fun. Duh, Pansy had said. Malfoy Manor hates being messy. It was probably hoping to freeze you out of that room so someone else would move in and tidy it. Oh my God, Danny, you're going to do this the whole time. You're going to be the exhausted. You guys, what was the movie with Eddie Murphy where he could speak to animals? Dr. Doolittle. She's oh, yeah. like that, but for houses. Like she like speaks house. Yeah, like Dr. She Dr. Room She's like, obviously this house oh, Dr. Room Little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she speaks to house. Da. Da. <laughs> How did you work that out? Draco had asked. Room Little. Pansy shrugged. It's obvious. No, Draco disagreed. It's not. Thinking back on it, Pansy conceded that Draco was probably correct. Most pureblood wizards were clued into the f- fact that magical dwellings had individual personalities, but few had, other bo- had ever bothered to find out what those personalities were, and fewer still knew how to live in harmony with their houses. Oh my god, she's Dr. House. That's a show. She is House. She's Dr. Oh, house. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Everything on House is uh, l- Lupus. <gasps> Lupin! They wow. do think everything is lupus they are, and they yeah. solve it's not. Yep. Would anybody have a need for someone who understands houses like I do, Pansy wondered? It turned out that the Department of Magical Heritages and Artifacts was very much in need of somebody like Pansy. She was hired less than a month after her epiphany and had been working there ever since. The department was a glorious mishmash of witches and wizards from a variety of backgrounds, all whom boasting tremendous amounts of knowledge about a particular type of magical object. Mark Perkins... <laughs> Oh for instance, oh, wow. knew everything there was to know about magical eyewear. Yes. Genius by him. <laughs> yeah. Warby per- it was supposed to be Warby Perkins, and then they, <laughs> they elbowed him out of the business. <laughs> Sorry, Perkins. Bobby Forsyth had spent the past three decades making a name for himself in magical furniture. <gasps> oh, he knows all oh. about the Ughorns. Oh, my gosh. He must be the guys, Ughorn historian. You, think, you guys, do you think... Th- we need a crossover between the Ughorn family. They started at the Beauty and the Beast house when he got cur- that mansion oh, got cursed. My holy God. shit! The dresser, the armoire, yeah, the armoire, all of it. Have you seen those memes that the Avengers movie is going to be like the greatest crossover, f- the most ambitious crossover movie of all time? No, is what they're like positioning it as because it's got like every single yeah. Avenger. Um, we're about to one up them. Yes, we're about oh to sixty nine up them. Wow. Wow. Susan Patterson had the biggest collection of magical fine china objects that Pansy had ever seen. She herself was one of four experts on magical buildings. Most of the department's work came in the form of assignments, which they normally worked on together or in groups. Some of her colleagues spent most of their time working in the ministry, but Pansy's area of expertise required her to spend more than half of her work time on location. It was fantastic, as far as Pansy was concerned. She got to travel all around the country doing what she loved, and she was paid for the privilege. And got to collect points. (laughs) Despite frequently being on away missions, as she liked to call them, (laughs) the Monday morning... (laughs) Cool name, Pansy. (laughs) The Monday morning meeting was one event she was always obligated to attend. That's a rough time to have a meeting, Mm, folks. Do you think there are flu points? Yeah. Like like you get frequent... Frequent fluer. Frequent (gasps) fluers. Oh, I flew 12 times last month, and now I get to cash in on this cool yeah. pair of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a flu credit the, card? Like what's the upgrade and like the flu right. network? 
Hey, remember class. on our way home from Seattle when Danny upgraded and then Allie and I procrastinated <laughs> and we got for free one row ahead of you? Oh my God. It was <laughs> the best burn ever. He's like, yeah, sorry guys. Are you mad that I upgraded? We're oh. like, oh, it's fine. No big deal. <laughs> and we got an exit row, remember? We got an exit row. More leg room <laughs> in front of you. Did you ever call and get a refund on that? No, I didn't. I got what I got. That's what I, I didn't. I paid for what I got. <laughs> what a Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> The only reason I got that is because I was with a Ravenclaw Slytherin. You guys are the worst. Um, <laughs> you kept slipping me. It was so nice. You shared your cheese with me from the row behind. That was People probably just thought, the first thing they saw that happen, they were probably like, that Ew. stranger is offering that other stranger a slice of cheese on a cracker. And hey, she's just saying, yes. where did you get cheese from? He brought it with him. Oh, you brought it on. Okay. Remember? I bought a pack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were doling out cheese. I was chunks. hungry. <laughs> chunks <laughs> says someone who doesn't know ch- cheese chunks cheese chunks that what they call there's a hunk despite frequently being on it's a wave a hunk of cheese over there <laughs> hey Lindsay, here's a hunk i know you've been craving a hunk here's a hunk Guys, of cheese this, that's your dream hunk <laughs> it actually is my dream hunk is made of cheese Despite frequently being on away missions, as she liked to call them, the Monday morning meeting was one event she always, always obligated to attend, as Pansy was neither a people nor a morning person. <laughs> Am I Pansy? Same. <laughs> Interacting with a bunch of other humans first thing on a Monday morning was never going to be on our list of top 10 ways to spend an hour. I want to know what else is on that list. These are our footnote episodes. What else is on that list? Uh, and everything about those um, characters, Mark Perkins, Bobby Forsyth, and Susan Patterson. Truly. Where do they come from? Yeah. Where are they going? Pansy entered the briefing room at 8.55 a.m. that morning to see that Susan Patterson was already there. Oh. Unlike Pansy, young Susan was at her best in the morning, and she already had her parchment quill and ink out for note-taking. As Pansy took a seat next to her, Susan slid a mug of coffee over. That's pretty nice. Yeah. It is nice. Are you sure you don't just want to be my assistant? Pansy asked, <laughs> clinging to the mug like it held the elixir of life, and she was on the brink of death, which, to be fair, did not feel far from the truth. Susan grinned. The department budget couldn't afford for me a job as an all-encompassing as that. Oh, I, I, like, I never I knew I liked your Susan. Face. I like Susan's personality wow. you just gave her. Chipper. Well, I understood that she's she's very eager, and mm-hmm. so she'd be a fast yeah. talker. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I also just realized that it's Chip and Joanna Gaines. So Chip Gaines and Chip from Beauty and the Beast. This is all shaping up. So much is happening. <laughs> I think Miss so Potts, Potts' first name was Joanna. <laughs> and when they build a house, they have to make sure that the guests on. <laughs> oh, wow. Too far. It's all right. Ship lap. Mm. Relationship lap. lap. There you okay. go. There you Good go. Job. <laughs> Pansy took a. That's <laughs> <laughs> Are you Captain Hook? <laughs> I am. My God, I'm like light. You just found land. <laughs> you just discovered the <laughs> West Indies. <laughs> Aha! Again. Mm. Oh my. Okay, hold God. on. Wait for it. <laughs> no, just ha ha. Like she's being like ha ha. What right? I'm trying to do with my nose. Oh. <laughs> Uh-huh. But first you went. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. How about? Uh-huh. How about? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pansy. Is that good? <laughs> that was great. Uh-huh. 
Pansy took a sip of coffee, being sure to savor it, as she knew it was the best cup she would have all day. Oh. Susan was muggle-born, and she regularly helped out in the coffee shop in Muggle London owned by her parents. Oh, nice. Pansy had visited the shop once, and its atmosphere was so quaint, unassuming, and friendly, much like Susan herself, <laughs> that Pansy almost wished the building was magical so she could soak up the atmosphere to an even greater extent. Aww. Because most of the buildings Pansy had met in her career were arseholes. Oh. <laughs> Seriously, though, thank you, she said. Any idea what's on the agenda? Do you think there's, like, bro houses? Like, a frat house would be, like, a bro. Like, a total bro house. Totally. Hey, check but out like, the tits on this one. But I feel like they're, like, <laughs> they're sort of, like, all the ghosts because they've been, a lot of these houses have been around for a while. Yeah. So it's, like, a bro that is, like, They just lived, absorbed yeah. into the house. I'll duel you, son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> that <Okay>. Italian. <laughs> like I'm a Mario and Luigi house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Italian accent. Son of a bitch. Ha <laughs> <laughs> America! Reading's hard. Oh, <laughs> Probably not much this close to Christmas, Susan answered. Most of us have days off this week. I predict paperwork and in-house jobs. Fascinating, Pansy said, the sarcasm in her voice unmistakable. Still, a quiet week would be nice. Have you taken any days off, Susan asked. Pansy shook her head. Christmas is a bit of a nothing holiday for me. Somebody should be here to keep things chugging along, and it makes the most sense if it's me. She should talk to Umbridge. She knows how, she knows how to celebrate. Spend a, a party. Spend a Christmas. Mm-hmm. Susan said nothing, but her sympathetic frown was enough of a response. Pansy's father had died in Azkaban for four years ago. Moment oh. of silence for Mr. Parkinson. Just kidding. He was a bad guy. Yeah, he was a dick. A Making eater. Pansy the only living member of the Parkinson family. Oh. For the most part, her lack of family did not bother her, but Christmas was one occasion that seemed to highlight it and leave her feeling wistful. She was not much of a people person, it was true, but she sometimes missed having people with whom she felt strongly, irreversibly connected. A family, in other words. Morning, troops. <laughs> Pansy <laughs> smiled at the sound of her head of department's voice. If somebody had told her a decade ago that she would someday have nothing but respect and admiration for Arthur Weasley, <gasps> oh, she would tell Daddy. them to ease up on the fire whiskey. We, ha- we haven't had an Arthur Weasley since uh, since the Phil- wedding. Bill and Fleur were boning in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Since the that, wedding. That means <laughs> I say it like it, the wedding. Since the <laughs> wedding. But Pansy's eight years of working under the middle-aged wizard had shown her that the Weasley patriarch was smart. He knew ridiculous amounts about magical artifacts and statu- statute of secrecy laws, and he had a unique ability to judge people by their future intentions rather than their past actions or family history. <sighs> what a guy. Nobody else would have welcomed the Parkinson heiress into their department straight after the war, but Arthur had taken a chance on her. For that, she would always be profoundly grateful. Morning, Arthur, she said as he passed her table. Did you have a nice weekend? Passable, the older wizard replied. Although the wizard, the wizarding wireless network was doing a Celestina Warbeck marathon on Saturday <laughs> evening, I think my eardrums are still recovering from it. <laughs> you from the South? <laughs> it's all well, happening, you guys. Didn't we say Molly Weasley was had like a Southern draw, though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Continue. Pansy rolled her eyes. Your wife is a lonely woman, Arthur, <laughs> but her music preferences leave something to be desired. Oh no, but she lets me <laughs> she lets me regularly tinker with cars and rubber ducks, so I owe it to her to let some things go. Hey listeners, sorry, it's all over the place. Just I, let I it really happen. Thought, I love it. I read like but she lets me regularly tinker and the next I thought it was gonna be like with her boobs or with like her body. But. I know, but she regular lets me motorboat her tits, so tinker. she can listen to whatever she wants. <laughs> regular lets me tinker with her tinkers. <laughs> <laughs> that and she doesn't know about all the magic he puts into those gadgets she whispered to susan when arthur walked off susan snickered all right arthur said once he <laughs> all right 
<laughs> you don't have to do voice. Just do, just do. Just do your normal. You know, give yourself a break. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're going to be emotionally drained when we leave here. <laughs> like you Arthur were... doesn't wear glasses, but Pansy does. <laughs> You're doing like scene work. Just You're like shit on the table. Truly short-circuiting. <laughs> you guys, that coffee at 8 p.m. is a shitty idea. Yeah. You're having a full meltdown. <laughs> like why? Just be your normal voice like... for the rest of everyone okay. else. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what my voice is. <laughs> I've only been talking in pansy outside I'm, of the studio. I'm Susan now. All right, Arthur said once he reached the podium at the front of the room. Thank you all for turning up. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, going back to a normal voice for Arthur yeah, and everyone it. else, it was too hard. <laughs> Thank you all for turning up. I know it's not easy for any of us to leave our beds in this cold weather, especially when we're all thinking about the holidays. Or when we've got someone lovely in the bed with us. Am I right? Mark Perkins yelled out. Mark Perkins is a bro. Total bro. He's the glasses expert, right? He is, yeah. (laughs) Warby Perkins. He's probably like, look at the legs on these and make like sexual innuendos about glasses. I think he grabs the glasses like this. What are the glasses? Stems? Oh, are they legs? Anyway, I don't know. Frames? (laughs) I'd like to frame her. Uh, Pansy rolled her eyes. More like bed frame. Sorry. Pansy rolled her eyes. Glasses jokes. Pansy rolled her eyes, but Arthur chuckled. Keep it clean, Mark. Now, normally we'd be spending this week sorting out paperwork and finishing off some of our smaller jobs in preparation for the new year, but we've just received a new assignment, and it's a good one. Pansy sat, sat up a little straighter. When Arthur said that a new assignment was good, it almost always was. Arthur pointed his wand at the rolled-up screen next to the podium, which cascaded down with a boisterous shink. That was a great onomatopoeia. That was good. S-H-H-H-H-N-K. Shink. Shink. He then opened a fresh-looking case file and removed a small stack of photos. He waved his wand over the photos, and they arranged themselves in, uh, themselves into a line and flew towards the nearby projector. Pansy let out a pleased, ooh, <laughs> when the first photo was projected. Arthur chuckled a second time. Yes, I thought this might be of particular interest to you, Pansy. The photo showed the front of an enormous house, at least as big as Malfoy Manor, although there was a fair chance that it was even bigger. Ooh. The speckled stone outer walls and red brick chimneys suggested that it had originally been built in the 1400s, while the stained wood panels, plush carpets, and plastered walls along the interior indicated more recent and probably Muggle-influenced renovations. It was owned by a pig brothers. (laughs) (laughs) The lone survivor of the trio. It reminds me of Beetlejuice. Isn't that what happens in Beetlejuice? They move into that haunted house. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit's weird in there. (laughs) As more photos rolled through the projector, Pansy could see at least nine or ten bedrooms, five bathrooms, two living rooms, a spacious kitchen, a dining area, a ballroom, and a parlor. The grounds included a lake, a horse stable, a small-scale quidditch pitch, and a breathtaking flower garden that indicated these photos had been taken in the springtime. This is like one of those houses that you made after cheating on The Sims. You know, you're like, and this room's for my pool table, and this room is for my pool pool, and this room has both a pool table and And a pool pool in it. Rosebud, rosebud, rosebud. (laughs) It was probably one of the prettiest houses Pansy had ever seen, and she had seen a lot of houses. But there was something disconcerting about the photos. Something in them had her feeling sad. It looked like the house was missing something. What do you all think, Arthur asked, once most of the photos had been seen. Gorgeous, said Bobby Forsyth. I'd live there, added Mark Jenkins. (laughs) It would be an intriguing house to get to know, said John O'Toole, one of the other building experts. Hopefully he's a tool expert. 
He's actually um, the bathroom expert, so <laughs> keep flooding. I agree, Arthur looked pointedly at Pansy. Have you noticed anything else about it, Pansy? Pansy had to think about it for a moment, but then the sense of melancholy the photos had given pointed her in a particular direction. It's lonely. Aww. Arthur nodded. I thought so, too. I just got chills. Is Me that too. is that Norm? Yeah. This is so good. Is beautiful so far. He pointed his wand at the only photo still waiting for, for its turn in the projector. This one looked significantly older than others. It showed the front of the house with an elderly couple standing in front of it in formal robes. If this turns up, I was just going to say this is just, yep. This house is formerly known as the Harrison Estate. John and Barbara Harrison were the last live-in owners. Mr. Harrison lived in his house for his entire life before passing away in 1980. His wife joined him a couple months later. They had named no direct heir in their will, so the house became the property of Mr. Harrison's closest living relative, his late brother's son, his late brother's son. What? I just love the name coming up. <laughs> Alex. Donnie. <laughs> they had named no direct heirs in their wills, so the house became the property of Mr. Harrison's closest living relative, his late brother's son. <laughs> Donnie Harrison spent the rest of his life trying to sell the place. Donnie he passed Wilbur. away last week. Oh. Pansy frowned. So when you say the rest of his life, do you mean that he spent over 20 years trying to sell that house? I do, and he could not do it. Seems like well, they need like better staging. Uh, it's like a I mis- smell a, murder a million dollar listing. That's a show, right? Yeah. I smell an overpriced property. Right, property brothers, <laughs> get the Uggorns. Uggorns. <gasps> the property brothers, <gasps> property brothers. They are, two of those Uggorns uh, are realtors brothers. Absolutely, that are twins, and they pose as all the model furniture that goes in the home. <laughs> they stage it themselves <laughs> yeah. with their own bodies. <laughs> <gasps> what about Pansy? Love it or Love it or lust it. <gasps> oh. Yes. Why on earth not, Susan cut in. That house is magnificent. I'd live there myself if I could afford it. Pansy nodded in agreement. Well, according to the notes in his will, Arthur said, leafing through the case file until he found the correct page, a lot of people were interested. But whenever somebody moved into the house, they soon reported that strange things kept happening to them. They would go to sleep in one place and end up in another. Whoa. They would try to sit down and the chair would poke them in the rear. <laughs> Sounds like a mysterious case of the Ugghorn. Wow. It's such an the innoc- property brothers Ugghorn are never move out. It's such an innocuous line that we've ruined. Truly. <laughs> it's funny. Our realtors pressured us to buy all the furniture with the house. <laughs> They're like, okay, I guess. Any food they stored in the larder would go rotten before they had a chance to eat it. Oof. Mark Jenkins snorted. Pansy could not blame him. All that sounded quite funny. Indeed, Arthur agreed. But there were some happenings that were not so amusing. One family had a young boy, no older than two. He was locked in his bedroom one afternoon, and his parents could not get in there for 36 hours. The boy was quite unwell when the door finally unlocked itself. One husband and wife slept in separate rooms because of how loud the wife's snoring was, and despite the half a dozen walls and quarters between them, the husband could hear the wife every night as clearly as if she was snoring directly into his ear. One couple, the wife read fan fiction all night and wake up the husband (laughs) while he was trying to sleep. That's Allie and Matt. <laughs> well, the fevers soon relocated to a nice, quaint neighborhood in the That's north where side they didn't of have Wi-Fi. Walls. Wow, Pansy said. <laughs> so I'm assuming none of these new owners were the owners for very long. She's quick. Correct. Donnie Harrison would give the new owners the keys, and the same keys would always come back to his, in his possession within a month. But why, if they bought it, wouldn't it be their job to then resell it? I guess he's renting it. He probably put, there's probably some contract in 
Right. You, Short term. You guys, we have named most of the New Kids on the Block singers really? <laughs> as, the, as the names in this story so far. I mean, we have John. We have Donnie. Maybe just Donnie and John. Just Donnie and John. <laughs> Still. So two. Two. How many more do we have left? Three. Three more. We need Wango. A, we need a Danny. We need a Joey. <laughs> and a Jordan. So who owns the house now? John O'Toole asked. <laughs> I believe it is one of Donnie's children, Arthur said, drawing out the last word as he looked through the file again. Yes. His eldest daughter, Jennifer Harrison. She wrote to the ministry last Friday asking for help. Her father was, in her own words, very big-headed, and he doubted that the ministry could do anything to help. He seemed to believe that any input from us would just make the situation worse. So why doesn't Jennifer Harrison live there, Susan asked, before turning toward Pansy. Don't some of these houses reject anybody who's not related to the original owners by blood? They may do, Pansy explained. (laughs) (laughs) they may pansy explained but generally they accept anybody they can connect with and reject anybody with whom they cannot yes and it sounded like sounds like donnie harrison didn't connect with the place at all despite being a blood relative arthur continued jennifer harrison seems to be quite fond of the place apparently she wants to turn it into a holiday home but Mm. believes it would be impossible to do that unless she can convince the house to behave itself Hmm, Pansy said. <laughs> That's tricky. A house that displays this much activity must be very clever, which usually means that it's also independent. It is not going to listen to any owner <laughs> unless the owner can develop a good relationship with it and give it what it wants. If this house is as lonely as it appears, it probably wants people living in it. But if it wants people living in it, why is it driving people away? Oh, <sighs> this is a case for Matlock. <laughs> That is precisely what we've been asked to find out. It's kind of like somebody who's dating and like needs to find the right person. Yeah. And it's like, these owners didn't have a big enough penis. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't connect with these owners. These owners didn't buy me flowers when they moved in. <laughs> that is precisely what we have been asked to find out. Arthur flipped the file back to its front page. I would like to send somebody to Harrison Estate today and have them stay for as long as it takes to discover this house's intricacies, wow. which I believe will be about one week. There's a good chance that this assignment needs to be carried out over Christmas, so you will receive a substantial bonus for it. Arthur looked at Pansy again. You do not have to take this assignment if you don't want to, but you know as well as I do you'd be the best for it. I know, Pansy said, and I would love to do it. I'll go home and pack once the meeting ends and be there by 11 a.m. Are you sure, Arthur asked? You've done some really big jobs recently, and it is Christmas. I am positive. It sounds exciting, Pansy thought for a moment. Although, if this place is as potentially dangerous as you say, it might be worth having somebody else who is as good at dealing with difficult situations. An horror, perhaps? Mm. Arthur nodded. Good idea. I'll send a request to the Department of Magical Law Enforcement straight away. The older wizard waved his wand once more, and the case file flew into Pansy's outstretched hands. Now that that's sorted, Arthur continued, I want to remind everybody to get last week's paperwork in by the end of today. No excuses. <sighs> an aura, you say? Oh, an auron? I wonder who that could be. A boner roar. <laughs> when the episode ends, check your underpants. Are you ones up or down? Sing that with the normal tune. The worst rendition I've ever heard of that song. It wasn't the right tune. Danny was still Sounded right to me. Part of your world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, where do you stand? My wand is up. I, I feel, I feel like this is the most 
plot development we've ever had. <laughs> it truly is. <laughs> like real jobs and characters and plots. Um, I am not a fan of that misogynistic asshole Perkins. I think he should keep it in his pants. Yeah. Hey, guess what, Perkins? Time's up. Okay. <laughs> Get it together. Yeah. So I just, I, but I love this, I love this concept so much. And, um, and I like the fact that Pansy seems normal. You know, she's not a caricature. Yeah. I mean, it's always that, like, when the plot thickens, the plot's thick and the peens are not thick. Like, we have, so I'm looking forward to there being some sacks. But yes. I love it. I think this is so fun. And she's going to go be in this crazy house with someone. I like it. I also like this idea of like her sensing these houses and like having to like solve them. It's a cool, mm-hmm. it's a really cool idea. Yeah. I love, I feel like this is all the foreplay and build up. I'm here for it. I am digging Pansy so far. I love all the random characters we've gotten. I'm so excited by that. I, all uh, the office characters. I know, they're hysterical. And it sounds like we're going to start next episode uh, meeting this uh, Auror from the Magical Enforcement Department. So I'm excited to see these two. Okay, so for your predictions, we will have posts that you can post your predictions. And the format's going to be yeah. episode title, colon, mini plot, right? Yeah, mini, like episode description. And it's not what you think is going to happen because you could just cheat. Right. None of that. We want to know, like, what's your wildest fantasy? Like, what's the wildest thing that you think is going to happen next week? Like... Does Pansy go to the house and the house starts spanking her? Does like oh my God? Oh, Are you wow. interested? Uh, for example, if you're Lindsay Rush and you read ahead, we cannot <laughs> include that prediction. So um, let us know. And um, again, thank you to Jillian for letting us. We yes. really, really, so really, 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 really like this story. Oh, this cute. is so good. So yay! Season right, sex. See you next Thanks. Week. Bye. This is our lives now. This is all. This is all that we've got. So you know the reason we should do songs is because we I think we should do Disney. Enjoy them and we find them so adorable. We should do Disney for the hell of it, like '90s Disney. Yeah. Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Okay. We'll just. Where's, we'll, fuck there's it, gonna we be s- something like something's gonna happen, and we're gonna be like we're gonna be like one hump ahead of the you know <laughs> something. <laughs> you ain't never had a. Oh, you ain't like never me. had a fuck like me. Yeah. Never uh, had a uh, fuck, fuck like me. Fuck me. Blowjob. Blow job. For more erotic goodness, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Poderotica Podcast, or join our private Facebook group, The Poderotics. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit us at poderoticapodcast.com. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you're subscribed, and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. Ten points for nice reviews.